thank you, Stanley. Just a reflection on, uh, on the previous presentation. One of my friends works globally on in the distribution of IKEA. So it's, and she was very good in um, predicting uh, Corona pandemic way before everybody. Else. So I think like cross crossing different systems would be very interesting, but that's another. So um, I, I was really uh, exciting, excited to see uh, this idea behind this workshop because at the same time we conducted a study uh, where we, and now we would like to present our preliminary results uh, on, on um, the everyday disruption and um, and the study uh, was conducted within, sorry, um, a European project called, called STOP. Uh, and STOP is abbreviation from uh, science and technology in terms of obesity policy. So the idea of this large STOP project was to turn the tide of child obesity in Europe by tackling the cumulative impacts of multiple and synergistic exposure. Uh, and the primary focus was to understand these cumulative impacts among vulnerable and socially disadvantaged children and their families. And the principal investigators, Professor Franco Sassi, a health economist from Imperial College London. Uh, and um, I was fortunately to be invited to this project uh, and to lead a work package eight, uh, healthcare, that aims to address the limitations shown by previous approaches to childhood obesity in healthcare setting through, uh, well, one uh, aim was through conducting a systematic review and evidence synthesis. And we have completed that. Uh, we have just recently had accepted a systematic review with Tim Lobstein as a main uh, first author entitled Social Disparities in Obesity Treatment from Children Age 3 to 10 Years, a Systematic Review. Uh, and what we also are doing that we are designing, uh, we have designed and we are conducting new multiple site trial. And we have a couple of publications on the design and some of the qualitative preliminary results. And basically the trial is a three-site randomized controlled trial of early childhood obesity intervention in Mallorca, Spain, Timisoara, Romania, and Stockholm, Sweden. And what happened during uh, the pandemic that the RCT had to be suspended. And we, took, and we seized the opportunity to explore the influence of the COVID-19 pandemic on the families of children with preschoolers who participated in the trial uh, or who were about to start participate. They were randomized to the trial, but some of them haven't started to understand the future care needs. So we conducted 71 interviews uh, with parents uh, of the children in the three sides. These were semi-structured interviews and we asked families uh, at the three sides sometimes both parents, sometimes one parent, about changes like changes in family lifestyle habits in and in pandemic related disruption in routines and treatment. And this is the topic of the presentation, but we also explored how families 
uh, previous and ongoing engagement with healthcare uh, professionals uh, was influenced the way they manage the pandemic changes uh, in their everyday lives. And this is a separate evaluation, so we are not going to present uh, these results today. And example of questions uh, were, so how has the corona pandemic affected your family's everyday life? Could you describe any differences? And then could you tell me about an activity you did with your child uh, with uh, regard food, like cooking, eating together that is different now compared to how it was before the pandemic. And then we pilot tested those uh, um, interview guides uh, before we translated them to different, uh, and then after translating them to the different languages. So, Karin? So, um... We um, found a number of interesting themes and um, which we broadly uh, divide into obesity related changes and other changes. And so um, I will be speaking about obesity related changes. Um, so as you can see from these quotes, um, there were changes in physical activity, but they weren't necessarily consistent across the samples. So some parents reported um, their children engaging in more physical activity, um, like uh, this parent from Spain saying, we're lucky that our backyard is big, so kids are playing outdoors and making more exercise than ever. Whereas in other families, um, this didn't happen. And actually um, children became more sedentary. Um, at times this was because um, families found it difficult to negotiate um, children's exercise um, at home or in the yard with um, neighbors like um, in this quote from Spain. Um, and also there was an issue around access to playgrounds and parks. And so children who lived in flats had a harder time, obviously, um, engaging in physical activity. So we can move on to the next, yes. Um, and related to this um, were screen time behaviors. So um, interestingly, um, some parents related children's increased engagement with screens um, to schools moving their operations online. So um, as you can see in this quote from Spain, um, my child has increased the use of screens because the school sends a lot of homework, but he finishes it very quickly. Therefore he has been playing more video games because if we need to work, we can't keep him entertained. So this is an interesting combination of schoolwork being done online, parents being busy because um, they're working from home, obviously, but the child also is at home and needs entertainment and so turns back to the screen. Um, and um, similarly, um, in this quote from Sweden, um, the parent was saying, because we are more at home and we are um, not going out, she wants to sit in front of the computer and play her Minecraft and then she sits more. Um, and so we can see this um, connection between um, lack of physical activity, being at home more, um, and doing schoolwork at home with this increase in screen time behaviors. Another category um, related to food choices and eating behaviors. Um, so these snacks um, focus on um, parents who talked about how children used food differently. Um, during the pandemic. Um, some parents said that um, children experienced changes in appetite and used food as compensation or engaged in emotional eating. 
um, like as you can see with the first quote, um, this parent from Spain was describing a change in the way um, their child ate before the pandemic. Um, this child didn't used to eat unhealthy foods, but when um, lockdown began, um, this child apparently began to um, comfort herself um, with sweets and pastries. Um, and um, interestingly, this parent says she eats them very anxiously. Um, and then likewise, in this quote from Romania, you see an example of a parent um, talking about um, their child eating more snacks um, and yet also being fussier about food and, um, and this creating conflict in the home. Um, but also there were more neutral responses to like, um, in this quote from Sweden, we can see that um, the parent is saying, we went shopping and had a little picnic outside to make him feel happy. So there, there isn't a sense here that um, the child is engaging in unhealthy eating behaviors, but you know, there is maybe a role for food in um, fostering this child's emotional well-being. Now, relatedly, um, there were other um, issues concerning food, namely um, related to preparing food and sharing food. And um, we can see that in some families, um, they talked about um, the pandemic um, facilitating improved food choices um, through preparing food at home. Um, but for other families, this wasn't an improvement. So these two quotes are quite interesting. Let's start with the first one. Um, so in this quote from Spain, the parent is saying, before the pandemic, the kids always ate at my mother-in-law's house. Their grandma, who used to prepare the food for them, she served them bigger portions and cooked for them just what they wanted to eat. Now we, the parents, are preparing the food at home and the kids are eating a wider variety of food like fish and vegetables. So here you can see how this parent is conceptualizing the shift to home cooking as positive, as um, allowing the children to have a better diet, a more varied diet, and so presumably improving um, their um, food choices. Um, but in the second quote, you can see um, a parent saying, the meals have also changed because before the quarantine, my oldest child used to eat at the school, but it's difficult for me, the mother, to cook at home and prepare healthy foods that the kids want to eat. At the school, they eat without complaining, but at home. And so here you see there's, there's tension, right? So home cooking isn't necessarily the cure-all for children's diets. Um, it can also be a source of conflict, a source of anxiety for parents who don't have a lot of time to invest in this. And, um, and so we saw that it, it went both ways across the sample. And then um, just to continue with this theme, um, in some families, um, it wasn't so much the food choices, but the act of cooking together that was considered um, an improvement. So in this quote from Romania, um, a parent is saying, we cook together, we eat healthier, we discuss the diet plan in the morning, and she decides if she wants sweets that day. So the child becomes more actively involved in making the meals and in making decisions about meals um, and snacks. Um, whereas in other families, um, this may, might have been a bit more complex where, yes, um, there was more home cooking, which might have been positive, but at the same time, maybe there was um, more eating, um, which perhaps wasn't, you know, at least in this, in this case, wasn't construed as totally necessary. 
And then um, parents also talked about their children's weight-related issues, um, namely about their concerns about how much weight their child was gaining during the pandemic, and also their concerns about how to regulate um, this weight gain. Um, so in the first quote, you can see parents saying that at school, the kids used to eat just fruit in the middle of the morning, but now they have been snacking more because they're at home all day and they have more food available. My son has gained some weight because of the snacking and the lack of his swimming lessons. So not being at school for this family meant less regulation over what the child could snack on, combined with lack of physical activity leading to weight gain. Um, and this is kind of a neutral statement, but we can see that in for other families, it was a cause for concern. Like in this quote from Romania, a parent said, I fear the moment he will go to kindergarten as now he's not aware of his excess weight, but I felt how other children look at him and the adults, it's a pain for my soul. Um, and so these kinds of tensions, I think, I mean, we're not going to speak about um, issues relating to the intervention being stopped, but I think it, it's interesting to also think about um, the potential impact of, you know, families kind of sitting with these um, difficult feelings around children's weight gain and not really having treatment um, ongoing to turn to. And so, so the interesting thing was that we haven't asked about weight related issues. We asked about if, if when I show you the examples, we asked about could you talk about a situation regarding food and regarding physical activity, but the, 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 the parents brought themselves those weight related issues and also they talked about social influences that we haven't asked either. So this is something, the topics that parents wanted to kind of share and discuss. They talk about children missing their peers and teachers like this quote from Romania saying, he has a moment when he wishes to go to the kindergarten. He cries that he wants to play with children. And across uh, all three sides, uh, uh, parent, uh, parents mentioned children missing their grandparents, like this uh, quote from Sweden. Yes, you are very careful and we no longer have social contact with our family and relatives as we had before. Yes, what we miss, but you, you also don't dare to meet anyone in the family. Um, uh, parents mentioned several benefits of spending more time together. So for example, this quote from Romania, when the mother says, I invest more time in childcare. Uh, so she, she provides more childcare. I observe him. So I got to know his personality. He became more independent. Uh, and here's another quote from Romania. I think that the change was good as my child, uh, for my child, as we spend more time together. Usually I was taking her home from the kindergarten around 3 p.m. We were going to swimming the swimming pool, etc. It may be difficult when this will change again. So she was talking about being able to spend all days uh, with her child. Uh, connected to the social uh, and familial influences were um, the changes regarding the physical environment, uh, such as difficulties in adapting to the lockdown restrictions like this quote from Spain, the last days when my child couldn't go uh, outside, he was very overwhelmed and he was not doing well. Those last days were horrible. 
He lying on the sofa looking at the ceiling and when I, the mother asked him what he was doing, he answered that he was just thinking. Or uh, difficulties uh, with enforcing physical restrictions, so keeping distance uh, to other people. Uh, as this uh, mother from Romania says, it was difficult to get used with the restrictions. We, we were used to go out to the walks. The child wanted to go into the park. He, had, he has finally got used to the new rules, but with more screen time. And finally, uh, parents mentions uh, several emotional influences, uh, such as more family, quite a few families reported more stress, like, like this uh, in, in Spain. We have many financial problems. We owe two months of rent. But some families, like in Sweden, reported less stress, like this one. The tempo is much slower, really. Now it has been two months we have been working since the middle of the March from home. And the pace has slowed down simply because we don't, we don't stress as much as in the morning. Everything is much calmer, completely magical, you can say. And uh, pa parents also reported changes in routine that were stressful. Like this quote from Romania, my child has a chaotic schedule without kindergarten. He sleeps later, wakes up earlier, he has more screen time, less physical activity. Uh, or like this quote from Spain, the family root routines have changed a lot. At the beginning, we were very motivated with the school routines, but then we lost our routines because I, the mother, was the first that didn't have a fixed schedule. So yes, our routines have changed. And finally, uh, families reported many pandemic-related uncertainties and fears. Uh, like this mother in Romania, she's more, so her daughter, she's more cautious regarding physical proximity. She says that she wants to, uh, she wants the pandemic to be over so she will be able to go to the park or this quote from Spain. Now that we are going out again, the kids are afraid because they don't know how to react to other people. They don't want to touch anything and they are not sure about how far from home they can go. And finally, this quote from Sweden, at the beginning we watched TV too much and everyone talked about Corona. And he, the child, got a little worried. He said, can you stop this coronavirus? I don't want to hear it. And then we tried not to talk so much about the virus. The other day they said from preschool, what has happened? He's a little calmer. He's not as happy and alert as before. And I said, I don't know, we try to do things as usually, but if it doesn't work, then maybe he will be affected in some way. And here's another very telling quote from Sweden. I think it's a very strong quote. As it is now, you walk around and worry constantly, and this reflected a bit how you sleep at night. You are worried all the, all the time about losing your job and what the economy looks like, and if our girls will have a good future, and all this worry that we have, and that's not just linked to getting sick with coronavirus. Right now, that's the minor concern we actually have. We have a lot of worries for our old parents who, if they get it, what happens then? Because my husband's parents are more than eight years old. My father had a heart failure. On the other hand, you're worried about the whole, the whole world, all the countries that are angry at each other, a lot of stupid things between countries like China, US, yes, you know, all is very boring.
Something interesting that we found was that um, differences between um, parents' responses um, in the three countries were closely related to differences in pandemic-related policies. So whereas Spain and Romania had um, quite strict lockdowns, um, Sweden did not. And we saw that in the responses. So for example, in this quote from Spain, the parents said, our kids don't want to leave home, not even now that we're allowed to leave home for one hour. They say that they don't want to, they would rather stay at home sitting on the couch. Um, and in Romania, um, there was actually police presence in the street. Um, and so this parent said, my child was a bit scared at the beginning of the pandemic because we were checked by the police when going out for a dental emergency. But after that, he got used to police controls, no stress after. Um, and in comparison, um, in Sweden, um, parents had a different experience. So um, this is illustrated really well in this quote, where the parents said, really, it's not so much more than not meeting grandma and grandpa. That's the only big thing. There are video calls, and they think it's hard, actually. It is starting to be felt more and more now, because now it has been a while. In the beginning, it was not so dangerous, and it was fun with video calls, and they, she has her own phone at home, so we have connected her on Skype and she can call grandma and grandpa just when she wants and such. All in all, everyday life right now is very much as it has been. The only difference now is that they have not met grandma and grandpa. So you can really see the contrast um, between children's experiences in the three countries as described by their parents. But what we have seen were the differences within the country that those differences depending on the socioeconomic status like this quote from Sweden. Uh, the, so so you, you remember that previous quote from Sweden when the mother said like, we walk from home and everything is almost kind of magic. So here is another quote, quote from Sweden. And you can see that the uh, socioeconomic uh, economic situation is, is different. This last month, I have worked a lot. I have worked extra shifts. And I was very worried to make the children notice that man experiences terrible times at work. At the same time, I told my two children about the coronavirus, but I try not to scare them. At least I told them about that we cannot meet friends. This made one of my daughters decide to stay home several times. When she noticed that I go out, she thinks that maybe something happens and she says, no, mom, stay at home, mom. Coronavirus is out there. Then I feel that, oh my God, what have I done? So our concluding reflections Overall, we see a major impact on eating habits and physical activity in most families, but not all. Uh, differences uh, are depending on the extent and length of lockdown and the socioeconomic status. And we, and we see the importance of considering obesity-related changes in a wider familial, social, and environmental context. And I would like to thank you, the three teams in Romania, Spain, and Sweden. Thank you again. And now the, the talk is open for questions. <laughs>